gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. I'm going to show the whole world why I was the unscripted, uncensored, loose cannon of commentary. What a fine day for science. Broadcasting from Manchester in the United Kingdom, this is the Aaron Meta Show. the 31st of December of 2014, the last day of 2014, and you are listening to the Aaron Meta Show either on this side of the year or in 2015 if you're in Australia uh, checking out the uh, podcast. If uh, you're uh, listening, uh, you can listen in many ways. You can listen on the Stitcher app. If you download the Stitcher app, uh, sign up and also find the Aaron Meta Show from there. You can also find it at stitcher.aaronmeta.co.uk. You can also find me on Player FM as well. Check me out there. Give me a subscribe and uh, you can find the RSS feed there as well. Uh, you can also check me out on iTunes and uh, I will be putting up a link somewhere down the line for that as well but mind you just go to the itunes store just search Aaron Meta. i'm easy to find over there but you can even do the better thing which is actually going to the mixcloud page which is mixcloud.com forward slash Aaron Meta. you can find all of them there you can even follow you can tweet you can love you can uh, do all that good old stuff there on on uh, mixcloud as well and this is the uh, end of the year show, so basically we're going to talk a little bit of Hey Arnold, we're going to wrap up a little bit as well, and also we're going to talk about uh, the uh, uh, current events that are currently going on. And, uh, you know, this year, for me, has really kind of sucked in a way, because obviously, you know, don't get me wrong, you know, I've got a gra- brand new job, I'm really happy for the uh, for the first time in a couple of months uh, with the people I'm working with, and also that I'm uh, really happy uh, with the way things are going at the moment. Uh, but uh, mind you, with uh, the deaths... Oh my goodness, the death. You know, uh, Steve Vexton, who we're all very close to uh, in the Hey Arnold community. Uh, Robbie, Robin Williams. I mean, that came out of nowhere. Absolutely came out of nowhere. And then, just now, which we're going to be talking about here on the show, uh, we're going to be talking about Christine Kavana as well, who has unfortunately has died herself at the age of 51. The voice of Chucky Finster and also, uh, as you've got regarding the intro, Dexter of Dexter's Laboratory. And to see out uh, the rest of this year for today, I am not alone. Uh, joining me is uh, my co-hosts, uh, Joshua Danshak, uh, David, and also Ajaya. Guys, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks uh, for having thank you, us. Thank you, very, thank you very much. And uh, my, name's, my last name is Dushak, by the way. Dushak. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, a great people, start. Absolutely great a, start. It's okay. People do that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's, it's actually really nice just to basically just do a show with... Uh, I know I do many interviews with Craig Barlow, you know, uh, annually for the Hey Arnold anniversary show, but it's nice to basically just talk to the fans and uh, just have a show with you uh, have a show with you guys. So uh, thank you very much for coming on and uh, uh, for these uh, next couple of hours. Yeah, absolutely. You're very welcome. Yeah. 
Well, I'll tell you what, I think mean, let's start with uh, obviously what's uh, transpired a couple of days ago and uh, actually what many people have considered the massive bombshell uh, of an announcement that Craig Barlett and Nickelodeon are actually talking about, uh, you know, how Hey Arnold could possibly make a comeback. And that was in regards to the uh, the uh, interview I did with him a couple of days ago. I mean, uh, how did that go down uh, with everybody that you knew? Oh, I think that's just been fantastic news. I mean... You, you keep hearing little pieces from Craig, um, you know, not just with this interview that you just did, but in past interviews, too, where it seems like you get a little bit more information. And it seems like each and every time the news would just get better and better and better. And so, I mean, I would say 2014 has been a great time to be a Hey Arnold fan. Right. It's just I think it's uh, it's becoming a really uh I think it's just becoming a revived generation right now because kids today are learning lessons from that show. And I'm, uh, as a 21-year-old man, uh, a 21-year-old college student for that matter, I'm learning lessons from that show. And I think that it's, I think it really should be revived into like maybe a new series. And it's really great that Craig is working with Nickelodeon again because um, they are, it seems like things are, yeah, like David said, is going better and better. I there's been uh, some, and even Justin said that they're uh, very interested in making the Jungle movie, which is quite. I was like, wow, are they really interested? <laughs> I <laughs> mean, it's what we've been kind of, we've been kind of painting for for the last couple of years. I mean, it's uh, it's basically the hard work that uh, all Hey Arnold fans have uh, have put in over the last couple of years has finally paid off, and uh, now we've got yeah. uh, Craig in this situation the executives are talking that you know Craig Bartlett is talking we're all talking and uh, it's giving us something really positive to talk about going into uh, the next year in 2015 uh, mind you I want to kind of concentrate on uh, what's uh, been going on in this year and uh, obviously we've had the uh, um, unfortunate news that uh, Christine Kavana has uh, died at the age of 51 and the, the voice of Chucky Finster out of the out of Nickelodeon and uh, out of the Rugrats, and also the voice of Dexter of Dexter's Laboratory. I mean, uh, it's hit yeah. BBC News. Yeah. I mean, this is this this is huge. That's so a lot. Sad. I mean, a lot of legends have died this year, and it's just it's just terrible tragedy. I mean, there's Joan Rivers, there's Robin Williams, uh, Steve Vixton, who was the voice of Oscar, and I mean he and which is a really strange coincidence that, that Steve and my grandfather passed away on the same day. And now we lost uh, a cartoon legend, uh, mm. a new cartoon legend, or Christine Cavanaugh, and she made our childhoods. If you all agree, it's I almost cried. <laughs> yeah, she was she was such a big part of so many so many people's childhood. You know, as a '90s kid, and I'm sure so many fans of Hey Arnold are also fans of you know, Rugrats or Dexter's Laboratory or any of those shows that she worked on. She did so many different voices. Oh. And, um, yeah, it, it's really shot. She was so young, 51 years old. That's yeah. that's so young. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, that's very Tell you sad what, You want to you say something else sad on top of this? Uh, I just realized she's she was the voice of Goslin Mallard in Darkwing Duck. I never oh, really seen she? It. Yeah. I, yeah. I never really I never really saw the show, but it maybe it did, does seem familiar in some way. I wish I did see it because now I feel guilty not about not seeing it. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I mean it's like let's go let's go down a trip from memory lane. I mean I want I really want to know uh, what uh, I mean let, let's bring out her full career and let's see what she's uh, she's been on. She's been in uh, quite a lot of films 
quite a lot of uh, a lot of uh, TV shows. So she started off in in uh, a show called uh, David and the Magic Pearl, and uh, I got to be honest with you, I've, that was in 1988. So I'm not too sure. I never watched that show myself, so we'll keep going down. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, what I'm going to do is I was is born that. in '88, so yeah. <laughs> a little too young. to A little see too it. young for that. I'm going to I'm going to keep obviously Darkwing Duck is uh, uh, tell you uh, Rugrats. She obviously she was Chucky Finster in uh, in that show, and uh, I mean uh, what is it? I mean I, I remember the Rugrats as uh, uh, you know it was obviously Rugrats was basically the staple of uh, of Nicktoons. Uh, I mean, the, the, if you asked, you know, if you asked anybody, you know, name a Nicktoon, it would be the Rugrats, and so she's part of that uh, legendary class. And, I tell uh, you what, when I was, um, I, I remember when I was, um, you know, just a kid watching the Rugrats on Nickelodeon, and I was probably eight years old or some somewhere around there. Um, I remember seeing this little feature on Nickelodeon, like between shows during the commercial breaks. And it was where they kind of introduced you to the voice actors. And they showed, they showed um, Christine Kavanaugh and they showed her as the voice of Chucky. And they showed her actually at the mic doing her voice. And I remember thinking, Chucky's a girl? And I was so surprised <laughs> by that, you know, because at the time I didn't realize that so many um, boys were actually voiced by women. And yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Like, it, it, it was, come it was from? Kinda, I mean, that, that concept came, me, but it was very interesting. Yeah, I mean, that concept came from uh, you know, like the, uh, the the pantomime plays that you know you would go to. So basically, you like you go see Peter Pan, and you'd find that the you know the uh, the lost boy was actually being played by you know a girl uh, on stage. I mean, I think that's. Uh, I mean. And that's my opinion, basically where it's come from. But uh, I mean, it's a it's an easy way, of basically getting young, uh, young boys, basically to get to get women to voice them. So yeah, yeah. I mean, what what surprised me the most was that she was the, also the voice of Babe the Pig in Babe. Yeah, that's uh, that, that. I tell you that that yeah that that one that, that one will uh, will hurt with quite a lot of people. And uh, I don't know, it's like Babe for me was. I mean, I mean, I I read the Sheep Pig as um as a child so I, re- I read the book before i saw i saw the movie i don't know it's like if you ask me would i rather read the book or would i rather watch the film i'd rather read the book to be honest with you oh okay. uh, yeah i mean so uh, i mean don't, don't get me wrong i mean she did really well i mean she did really well in that in that film so uh and uh, i you know i somewhat enjoyed it but uh, i think i fell into that curse of basically reading the book before i saw the movie so i think uh that's uh <laughs> well and the book is always better than the book is always better because in the books there's just elements that they just don't show in the movie or they can't show because of time constraints and with that some people want to see certain elements in the movie but they can't hmm they also get into the characters' minds since they're uh, and what they're thinking. That's what I like. Uh, that's what I really like about books. That's why I think they're better than movies, because you know they're uh, it goes detail into into their feelings, and it just it makes it makes more sense. Um, so yeah, well, this is getting worse. Actually, just reading this list of uh, things that she's played, she was Bunny Rabot in Sonic the Hedgehog. Satam, you know oh, the no. yeah. So uh, she's gone. And uh, so, so yeah, I remember uh, 
Sonic the Hedgehog was actually. Did you actually? Did you guys get it? Where basically you had uh, so you had two different shows of Sonic the Hedgehog. You had like the Avengers of Sonic the Hedgehog, and then you had Sonic the, Sonic the Hedgehog Satan. So you'd have basically that in the Saturday mornings, and then you'd have this like really weird out show, uh, variation of Sonic the Hedgehog uh, during the day. You know, I Sonic the Hedgehog was really popular, but I never got into it. I never saw it before. Oh really? Yeah. Mm. I never. I just saw. I just. I just play the games. Ah, that was Gosling Show as well. Yeah. I still play the game too. You still do? <laughs> oh, I'm just reading here. She was also uh, a bleener in Our Real Monsters. Oh. Yep. Oh, you're right. Yeah. It's it's kind of it's kind of funny. You're reading off these names, and I'm thinking, oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> it makes a lot of sense, and uh, yeah, it's yeah. all coming together now. Mm. Um, she did additional dialogue for Bobby Hill in King of the Hill. No way. Uh, apparently, uh, but it was Pamela Ad- Ad- Adelon who per- regularly performed performed his voice. Right. So uh, she only did like the additional dialogue uh, for for him. So uh, yeah, she was Bobby Hill at uh, certain times. Uh, she was also in Recess, she was a library kid, and uh, she was also Digger 2, and she was also Sue Bob Murphy. I, I know who Digger 2 is, but I don't know who uh, um, uh, Sue Bob Murphy was. So, actually, the library kid was also, uh, she was in that uh, episode where, basically, you know, she was like that kid who was uh, always in the library because she didn't like, basically, she had a bad experience in the kindergarten with the kindergartners, so she just kind of hid there. Mm-hmm. And never came out again. So I remember that episode. So. Yeah. Hmm. Um, let's have a look at the other one. Dexter's Laboratory is obviously the o- the obvious one. Oh man, I yeah. love that show so much. I <laughs> I never seen it for years, but I I I love that show. My my aunt Jen loved that show. She would always say, "Didi, you are so stupid." <laughs> Famous line. <laughs> like uh, that, that that show. Uh, I mean, before obviously that came in when uh, you know I'm not sure if you heard of the Water Cartoon Show, and that was the uh, basically where uh, Cartoon Network kind of like uh, took. It was kind of like their guinea pig show for like all the uh, cartoons they wanted to make, and basically gave all the. Uh, the animators a chance to basically create their own stuff. So uh, out of that water cartoon show came Dexter's Laboratory, uh, the Powerpuff Girls. Um, also, I think Johnny Bravo came out of that as well. And I'm trying to think. Uh, also, actually, oh, this, this is an interesting uh, fact. The uh, the original pilot, and I'm not talking about the uh, the one before, basically the family. But uh, there was a pilot there, and I'm, I'm trying to remember which one, what it was called. But uh, basically, it starred like an old man and a dog, and it was made by Seth MacFarlane. And basically, oh, that that like a precursor yeah, to Family Guy. Yeah, it was. And basically, if you if I can find out what the name of it is, uh, basically that that show was the original. Basically, before it became Family Guy, and that was basically was the original pitch. And then eventually, <laughs> basically, you know, that dog would then become Brian, and then uh, the. Uh, the old man would basically become Peter Griffin, and then they included all like family characters and everything. So, huh? Interesting. Yeah, I think I remember you saying that. I'm actually trying to look look at that right now. It's uh, I don't know what it's called. If you search what a cartoon show, I think it should be a list of uh, of cartoons. Hey, I'm going to search for it now. Yeah, that's what I'm looking. Yeah, that's what I'm looking right now. A cartoon. Oh, she show. she didn't. Ep- I think she did an episode of uh, Powerpuff Girls. She played Bunny. Bud Smith. Um, I, 
Yeah, I was say, I'm, I'm, I'm only reading off the uh, list I've got on Wikipedia at the moment, so yeah, apologies for okay. my lazy, lazy research. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, she. Uh, I'm having a look at the other ones now. She was in. Oh, she was uh, Short Tail uh, McQuake in the Wild Thornberries. I think she was in for that boy one, one particular episode. And, yeah, hmm, I think. Sure. Yeah. I think I did see that. Um, she. Oh, here's here's a surprising fact. She did additional voices in Aladdin. Oh yeah, she did. Mm-hmm. Uh, she uh, like like you said. Yeah, you just said she did a. Okay, wait. She actually did Hercules, the animated series, as Alcides. I think Alcides. Uh, where 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 where's that? Um, I'm looking. Uh, I'm just looking at Wikipedia. It might be wrong because Wikipedia Alcides. sometimes sucks. But. Yeah, it does. And uh, but the important thing is that is you look where it's sourced, and uh, then that's uh, sometimes gives you the. Uh, mind you, IMDb is no better, so uh, I'm. Probably and she also <laughs> did the the voice of Birdie from the Wacky Adventures of Ronald McDonald. Birdie, well, mind you. Huh. <laughs> Oh, well, we'd be oh, I didn't know McDonald's had a TV show. Oh yeah, <laughs> they, they had movies. Uh, they sold them in McDonald's, and they had uh, direct-to-video movies. I used yeah. to watch them as a kid. Yes. So while you uh, poison yourself with the Happy Meal, you can uh, watch really bad animation at the same time. So. Oh, <laughs> uh, thank you, Ronald McDonald, you evil clown. Uh, okay, let's. Uh, Rugrats Social Reptile, obviously that's Rugrats again, and uh, obviously she had a major, probably, probably a, I'm just saying, would we say her biggest role was probably uh, the when she got in, got her own movie in Rugrats in Paris, Paris when she uh, basically took, basically Chucky took center stage pretty much in that film. And uh, that was a sad movie. Uh, <laughs> oh, it wasn't as sad as uh, what should we call it, Mother, the Mother's Day episode of, of uh, the Rugrats, where they oh, uh, had yeah. to, con- yeah, when they had to confront. Uh, that Chucky's uh, mother had uh, passed away from a terminal illness. So uh, right. that is so sad. Yeah, it is. It is like one of the like, it's kind of as realistic as Hey Arnold here, and it's just that, uh, except for the talking babies at least. But, um, <laughs> you know, it was uh, I've uh, rewatched like I rewatched that episode once again. It was uh, it was actually clips of it really, but I could tell it was really emotional from it from all the kids having a mom and Chucky not having a mom. And, you know, it's yeah. just proving that uh, Chucky's dad is widowed. Yeah. Is that kind of what we're missing in cartoons nowadays? The fact that basically there's not these emotional episodes that, uh, you know, kids can relate to. I mean, it's like, you know, if, if think, think about it. You know, all the cartoon shows that we've, uh, that we've, that we've watched, we've at least had a couple of uh, episodes that actually, you know, brought the emotion out for us. Obviously, there's Hey Arnold with his, with uh, Parents' Day. Obviously, right. there's Rugrats with Mother's Day. Obviously, I'm, try, I'm trying to think of other uh, episodes that are in that generation. I mean, even Batman the Animated Series, even then, uh, when you saw Bruce Wayne uh, confronting... Uh, you know the the fact that basically is you know the parents had passed away and you know under very tragic circumstances and uh basically There's you know Avatar the Last Airbender and uh Legend of Korra that also there, there were emotional uh episodes yeah that was uh, I'm trying to think what was mind you uh, Avatar was uh, pretty much an emotional f- through through and through wasn't it so uh, well it was it had some uh, humor mixed with it but yeah you know, it was mostly it was on many levels, it was emotional. The one well, and I think, Aaron, going back to what you said earlier, I think that that is a lot of, um, for a lot of people, that's that's a big complaint about the newer cartoon episodes that 
and cartoon shows that that are coming out now that um you know take a show like spongebob for example you can't have a really emotional layer in that really goofy silly show it would it, i mean it seems like it would shock it would shock you to see something like that really Whereas, i mean spongebob has changed over the seasons yeah, I mean, would would it? Be, I mean, would it not hurt to basically say, you know, that uh, you know, SpongeBob will have like his? Uh, wouldn't he kind of deepen SpongeBob's character in a way to have some kind of basically, you know, regrets or some kind of, uh, you know, some kind of, uh, you know, um, I'm not say calamity. I would say you know, he deals with calamities on a daily basis, but. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think what's what's the best way to do it. You know, some kind of emotional. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Something to maybe basically generate maybe an emotional response. Deepening his character, but yeah. like the way that I know SpongeBob and the way I think of SpongeBob, I just can't see that happening. Well, it's because yeah. they, it's but, because they you know, don't want that to happen. compared with Hey Arnold, where you had so many different layers of deep emotion that have that have been there since the very start of the show. You have you know Helga's love for Arnold and her secret. Her secret that she can't tell anybody, and you have the other issue of Arnold's parents being missing. He lives with his grandparents, and um, you know there's so many of these different layers that just kept building since the very beginning of the show to the end of the show, mm. and it just kept building and building and building on itself. Whereas SpongeBob, it's just been such a goofy, silly show from the very beginning. So it seems like you know you don't have that history of of these deep deepening um issues that keep building on themselves yeah right. yeah one thing i'm looking at here is uh i didn't know that she played bam bam rubble in cave kids you know that christine cavanaugh oh uh, yeah she did oh my god no way yeah she did and uh they didn't actually watch i, I mean i saw Cave Kids, you know, were uh, just brushing over it, but uh, I never actually, you know, probably sat down and actually watched it because obviously I think it was kind of past my time then. I was more into uh, uh, the more uh, older uh, kids' shows at that time, so. Right. Mm. She was, uh, actually, I'm just looking for it. She was Carol the Bookworm in Sing Me the Story of Belle on the Disney Channel. Hmm. I've heard, I've never seen it, but I've just, I've heard of it. Yeah. I tell you, <laughs> yeah. My, my mother sings the things, the, like, variations of the theme song of it so uh, it's uh, apparently it's such a catchy tune that as apparently it's uh now it's uh part of my mother's uh mother's singing so uh, <laughs> that's always fun um let's have a look um she was in cheers uh that uh that oh, really? yeah she was she was terry gardner from uh she was in the episode of uh, mr otis regrets so that's hmm. wow i mean i never did, i never seen her in uh I never knew he did. She did live action. Mm-hmm. And she she did a few. She did. Uh, she was in Salute Your Shorts. Uh, she was Mona Tibbs, and that was in 1991. And that might be uh, maybe before your time. Um, let's have a look at a few of the other ones. I'm trying to basically look for the ones that you know, obviously you know, streaming. Oh, in the, in 2000, she was in the Mars Attacks episode of uh, of ER. She was Gloria, according to this one. Oh, of ER. Wow. Yeah. ER. Oh. So uh, she uh, she broke that ceiling. She uh, and she's also in the X Files as well as uh, Amanda Nelligan in the Small Potatoes episode. She's done a good job of herself. Yeah, really it's like, good job. This is a this is this is a resume to be proud of, mind you. Even uh, even if you uh, only made it pretty much like you know Nickelodeon level, you know she'd still be proud of that pretty much. So uh, and she, and she did a TV movie as well. Yeah, she did. So. Mm. 
Wow. Well, all I can say is fantastic career, and uh, it was uh, really something else as well. Also, she uh, for the, if before I get yelled at by all the Babe fans, she did also have a role in Babe Pig in a City as well, playing Babe, obviously. So there was obviously a, a sequel to that film. Yeah, and then she, uh, you well, know, she got, replaced by her, uh, she got replaced by her uh, Rugrats co-star, uh, Elizabeth Daly, in the sequel of Babe. Oh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just reading that. So Sorry, I, I do apologize. She was offered the ro to reprise the role in the sequel, Bay Pig in the City, but decided against it because the role was in instead uh, played by her Rugrats co-star of Elizabeth Daly, who voices Tommy Pickles. Okay, then, so, uh, yeah. Uh -huh. Ignore what I said. I'm not, uh, I don't make any sense. Um, let's have a look. She was... Yeah, that's... Uh, I tell you what, that's something. I mean, uh, obviously, the main ones are going to basically be Chucky Finster, Dexter, and Bay, but uh, she, had, she, had other, she had other things as well, which uh, I think... Uh, uh, entertained us uh, thoroughly for our car uh, her career and uh, very very entertaining. Hmm. Seems like voice actors are kind of the unsung. Oh, I'm sorry, Adjia. Did I step on you? It's fine. It seems like voice actors are kind of the unsung, um, the unsung heroes of the acting world. You know, it's like they That's do terrible. so many different things, but. Since you don't actually see their face on screen, they're often different characters in different shows. You you don't even know you don't even notice that they are that they're the same voice actor, and they they've done all these different things, and you know they just get a little credit with their name on it at the end of the show. And unless you can recognize their voice well enough, um, it's it, it kind of goes unnoticed. Yeah, you know what it is. It's kind of like uh, you don't appreciate something until it's gone. It's like you don't yeah. appreciate that basically, you know, a voice act actor or actress provides these many voices, you know, uh, Jim Cummings, um, you know, Nancy Cartwright, uh, all these uh, all these voice actors provide, you know, so many uh, variations. Justin Shankaro as well, and also Annie, right. who's uh, made appearances on this show, and uh, you don't really appreciate uh, how much work and effort they really have put into until basically they come to the end of their lives and uh, you take a good look back and you see this is what she's done this is what she, you know what well, this is what else she's done you know she you know that she did this you know she did that you know it's uh very very you know <laughs> you have okay, to so sit back you know. new year's new year's resolution for 2015 is we do a voice actor appreciation day how about that um oh, oh yeah Oh yeah, well, do a voice actor appreciation day on the show. Um, tell you what, I mean, if, uh, <laughs> or not even on the show if you don't want to do it on the show, we can just do it. We'll just do it. <laughs> yeah, well, voice yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe we should do. I, mean, I say I'll do that on the show. I'll say I'll do, I'll put a segment to one side and I'll say you know this is a this is a, I'll, I'll pay uh, I'll pay tribute to uh, to voice actors and uh, let them know what they've done in their uh, their careers and everything. Now that's that's something we should do. I mean, that, that, that'd be really awesome to do, actually. And, you know, I did, like, uh, research on Walt Disney, and I did, I did a lot of research on him. And what I found out was that voice actors back in the 30s and, uh, and pretty much in Disney's uh, involvement in cartoons, the, the voice actors weren't even credited. And even in Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, they, the voice actors weren't credited. And Adriana Casalotti, they, nobody knew about her until maybe until after Walt Disney's death because she was under contract with them. Yeah, well, then it's, I mean, Disney at the time was kind of like uh, what the WWE is now. I mean, well, I mean, not what the WWE is now, but when WWE was uh, like the wrestling was popular back in the nineties. Basically, they want they wanted you to make it make you feel that it's real. That like you know, The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin were actually real characters who basically interacted in real life and basically you know had like uh, 
real-life rivalries and stuff like that inside and outside of the ring. And I would imagine Disney is kind of like that. It's like, no, you know, yeah. Snow White and Cinderella, these characters are real. It's like, no, they don't have voice actors. You know, they're, they're real. <laughs> he wants, yeah, he, just, he wants to keep the magic. That's what yeah. he said. One, per, one radio host uh, asked Adriana Castellotti to, you know, do her radio, his radio show, but and asked Disney for permission. He said, no, I, can't, I just can't take the magic away. Yeah, but he's like, huh. what's that? Mind you, it was, like, it, was all, it was all different back in that day, wasn't it? So, uh, I mean, it yeah. was... Uh, mm. yeah, things are different now. Yeah. And I think I've heard of... Uh, I've heard of Christine Cavanaugh before I even uh, knew she... Uh, before her passing, because I do a lot of research on uh, voice actors and other actors and stuff like that. It's just my, it's just my hobby. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'm really glad that uh, you know my radio career wasn't going to like that. You know, I go uh, go over to uh, my radio station up in North Manchester, and I go, well, you know, uh, there's this uh, place down south. It's like uh, you know they want me to uh, do some like traffic announcements and stuff like that. I like, no, you'll take the magic away. It's like you know you got to stay up here and uh, do your do your top radio <laughs> show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good grief. Okay, so. Uh, Tell you what, I mean, uh, let's. Uh, I mean, let's. I mean, uh, let's talk about our Christmases. I mean, obviously, it's uh, only been a couple of days ago. So, uh, tell you what, Jay, you're not said too much in the uh, last couple of minutes. So, uh, I mean, how was your Christmas? Um, it's really good. I got to spend it with my family. Um, and let's see. Here's another like cool fact. Um. At college, one of my roommates is Vietnamese. She's from Vietnam. And so a couple of weeks ago when I was still up there, I showed her and her friend the episode Arnold's Christmas. And they liked it. She oh, never seen it really before. Cool. That's good. She never seen it before. No, they've never heard of it. Really? <laughs> and then she asked me for a link to the episode because I didn't have the DVD oh, with wow. me. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm actually kind of surprised because I thought, um, you know, uh, with being Vietnam, I mean, obviously I don't know what, you know, media is like there, but uh, I would have thought, hey, Arnold, uh, you know, they have, Nickel they have a Nickelodeon station in the uh, in the Far East, so I would be very surprised that, uh, you know, some some people haven't, 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 you know, seen it yet. Yeah. Yeah, and plus with YouTube, it seems like you'd be, have easy access, but... <laughs> yeah, but oh, yeah. not. But let's let's let's, let's be careful. Here. Not legal access. I mean, let's uh, <laughs> let's let, let's uh, let's slow down a little bit. The be the best way of probably supporting Hey Arnold is obviously buying the DVDs, like the, like the <laughs> ones. Like, DVDs are watching on. Uh, uh, I think there's a. I think Hey Arnold's on a new uh, website now. What is it called? It's on. Well, it just got on Hulu. 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 Hulu, Hulu yeah, yeah. But I don't think that's available outside of the United States. Uh, Do you have Hulu there, Aaron? Well, no, I, I think, I mean, we have those Roku sticks, you know, those like, um, you know, those like purple sticks you basically stick in like in your TVs and you can like, wa like watch all like streaming and stuff. I mean, we got, uh -huh. we got those things. Whether Hulu's available through that, I'm not too sure. But uh, I mean, we've got Netflix here. And uh, also we've got like, uh, I mean, if uh, the BBC decides to basically, you know, buy some, maybe, dare I say, buy some episodes of Hey Arnold and put them on CBBC, they can be streamed through the iPlayer. So, uh, I mean, it's, uh, so we've got plenty of ways of streaming, so, and uh, also, uh, but mind you, I, I mean, the, the Hey Arnold uh, box sets now are available in Germany, uh, in, in English, so uh, you can uh, import it from there, or you can do what I did, and you can buy the uh, DVDs from Shout Factory and get them imported, so uh, there's, uh, 
Uh, plenty of ways of, uh, of doing it. And also, actually, on top of that as well, which is really interesting, um, we actually have a Nicktoons channel. So from time to time, Hey Arnold gets put, gets basically comes on and off the schedule. It kind of like interchanges between some of the original Nicktoons. So uh, you know there'll be like days where the Ariel Monsters will be on, and then uh, Doug will be on, and then after that, uh, Hey Arnold will be on after that. So uh, we kind of get interchanged amongst the seasons uh, when uh, on Nicktoons as well. So uh, there's uh, watching it on Nicktoons as well. All right. Very cool. cool. Yep. Yeah. So David, how was your Christmas? Well, my Christmas, it, it, it was great. I, um, I was in um, Southern California, the San Diego area, the week before, or I guess it was just last week, and then I ended up flying home on Christmas Day, so I spent my Christmas at, the, at a bunch of airports, <laughs> which doesn't sound like the, the best Christmas, but, um, you know, it, it was a nice day to travel. And because the airports were almost empty. And then when I got home, I got to kind of have a, a makeshift Christmas the next day. So, so yeah. it was nice. I mean, uh, do you have like Christmas dinner and stuff like that and like family and things? Well, I ended up going out to um, a Chinese restaurant with my brother on right when I got home. Um, I, I live in Seattle and we have this area called the International District, which has a lot of different... Chinese food restaurants and, and things like that. And they're all open on Christmas Day. They're, they're about the only restaurants that are open on Christmas Day. So we ended up going, going down there because um, neither one of us had time to cook or anything. So. Oh, really? Well, I mean, it's like for me, uh, you know, obviously family are always together and uh, we have like Christmas dinner and things like that. So, uh, uh, and obviously, and uh, we're, quite, we're quite traditional in our family to a degree uh, with Christmas. Uh, so we're always, we're always together in, on that day and, uh, and also have like Christmas dinner and things like that. And we also have like those, you know, those party crackers as well, Christmas crackers. And uh, obviously we, uh, we pop those and... Uh, uh, basically, they have like the full like uh, these uh, really bad jokes and all these little like you know the little toys that you get as well inside them. So, uh, uh... <laughs> oh, I've never heard of those before. Really, Christmas crackers? Yeah. Oh, really? Maybe I that thought... is that an English thing? Uh, I maybe I it is. I really thought I thought I thought, <laughs> I thought they were just uh, oh I just thought um, people just did them in general really. So, uh, but, uh, well, well, I've heard of do. I've heard of things called party poppers where there's like a little explosive inside and you pull yeah, the string the poppers, yeah, and then yeah. a bunch of streamers and things come yeah. out. But is that is that kind but of my, what you're talking mind about, you? Uh, mind well, no, it's uh, they kind of like um, if you if you Google Christmas crackers and uh, you can uh, basically you can see them like uh, you uh, hold on to one side one person holds on to one side of it and one person holds on to another and basically you pull it and it makes like a snapping noise and uh, basically it's kind of like a competition so uh, if you uh, if you pull it and uh, and you get like the, uh, the like the middle bit you basically you get like the parsley hat and the, uh, the the little toy inside it and like a little joke as well and uh, mind you the the jokes they write for them now are horrible they really are horrible so uh, I won't repeat them on this show because obviously I don't want to I don't want to use the oh bit. there's I, a Wikipedia article about them yeah <laughs> and it it says um, yeah primarily in the United Kingdom Ireland and Commonwealth countries such as Australia Canada New Zealand and South Africa that explains a lot so uh, maybe maybe the United States are uh, uh, excuse from the bad jokes inside them. So, uh, <laughs> I guess so. We lucked out. <laughs> <laughs> so, Joshua, I mean, yourself, how's Christmas going? Uh, my Christmas was re really, really good. Um, a day before that, uh, my family was over for a uh, family dinner, and we had 
and we opened up presents. And my sister and her friends had most like had very much a lot of presents, such as Barbie and Frozen and all that. Um, it's like she has like this Elsa doll that sings "Let It Go." I, 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 it's it's getting in my head for almost <laughs> like a the year U- now. I'm tired of it. Like the YouTube but, video wasn't bad enough. Uh. <laughs> and also, and I also got a sweater with the wool inside. And a day later, uh, that's during Christmas. I woke up early because well, my sister was excited, and she's and she's four, so of course she's going to be excited about it. And uh, we start like, and of course Santa came to our to our house, and what I, and I think what I got from. Uh, what I got from my uh, my mom though, my my stepdad was uh, two books by Bill O'Reilly, and one of them is Killing Patton, and the other one's like a a younger uh, uh, one, some kind of version of Killing Jesus for younger readers. Uh-huh. And I also got a lottery ticket in my stocking. Ooh, yeah. a oh, lot, really? yeah, right. <laughs> a lottery <laughs> ticket. And then the rest of the day, I went to visit my lovely lady friend, and I uh, went to. You know, visit my. Uh, I took her to see to meet my aunt, who was who just uh, got back from a painful surgery, and she met my bro- my older brother as well. And then uh, I watched a movie with her with uh, with her with her fam with her family, and it was a really funny movie, by the way. I don't want to say what it is because it's uh, because I don't know about the you know the. <laughs> I don't, I don't know about because we it, it was online and I don't know about the progress of the movie anyhow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's well, you, you got two books from Bill O'Reilly. Uh, two books uh, by Bill O'Reilly. By yeah. Bill O'Reilly. Okay, I heard they're good in fires. So I mean, uh, if you get the chance, to, <laughs> you get the chance to. to <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's like. Uh, but uh, anyway, we'll keep politics out of this for the meantime. So. Uh, um, something to look now. Okay, I wanted to get actually get onto this uh, and. Um, and actually, I was watching. I was reading on Rotten Tomatoes, and uh, for you know, obviously, you know, with the Christmas period, you know, been and gone, we've actually had the uh, you know, obviously, I don't know if you guys have this, but you, we have like the tradition, like we have the Christmas movies that come on, like uh, like in the primetime schedules, uh, like on all the TV channels and that. And I actually decided to have a look on the TV guides and actually have a look at uh, basically what's what's kind of on. And uh, I was actually kind of confused about why they showed certain films over some of the films that I've got here. So what I'll do is I'll go through the top 10 first of Rotten Tomatoes or what they think are the best Christmas movies. And uh, I just want to get your uh, reaction to see if uh, you've actually either seen them uh, this year or if you've uh, seen them at all or uh, if you ever even considered them top 10 Christmas films. So shall I start from the bottom and go to the top? So these are the top 10 Christmas films. These are, well, actually, there's 25 of them, actually, but I can't be bothered going through all 25, so oh, right, I'll right. just I'll just go through the okay. top 10 uh, Christmas films. So uh, okay. here we go. So, okay, number 10 is the 1983 movie, A Christmas Story. Oh, I love it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you that's number it. 10. That's number 10. Wow, I thought it would have been a little bit higher. I know, right? so popular, but yeah, yeah, yeah I, I love that movie. Oh, there's so there's a so marathon <laughs> on Christmas Day. And I I don't understand. I thought that would have been higher than that. If it's if it's a marathon, then it's gotta be higher than that. It's yeah. gotta be weird. Well, uh, that's uh, starring Peter Billingsley, uh, Darren Ga- Darren McGivin, and uh, and also various others as well. So uh, that's uh, number ten to everyone's surprise. Okay, number nine is Arthur Christmas of two thousand eleven. Arthur oh. Christmas. I've never heard of that. I I, don't, I just I don't think much about it. I don't. I mean, I've heard of it, but I just don't think of it as being interesting at all. 
Really, it's all, it's all in animation, so it's the people who made Wallace and Gromit. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, it's a oh, very unusual okay. animation by that. Yeah, I've yeah. never I've never seen that. But it's yeah. this is the thing. I think I think it's 3D, which, you know, is kind of disappointing because when I think Arbman animations, I think uh, you know, Wallace and Gromit and the stop motion animations that they've done over the years. And uh, when they kind of went to 3D with some of their films, I kind of felt like the magic had kind of disappeared a little bit. So, uh, I mean, uh, have uh -huh. you uh, oh, have you seen Chicken Run? Oh yeah, I've seen yes. it. Yeah, that, yes. that that that's what I'm talking about when it comes to like stop motion yeah, animation. Yeah, kind of that. that it, yeah. Kind of claymation stuff, yeah. huh? Yeah, that, that kind of stuff. Okay, number eight is Die Hard. It's Die Christmas Hard movie? is a Christmas movie? I didn't <laughs> know that. It takes place in Christmas time in Los Angeles, so apparently it counts as well, a Christmas movie. Well, does make movie. it a Christmas movie, though, just because it takes place <laughs> during Christmas time? I can't it believe like it. seems like a movie that you uh, could watch any time of the year. Yeah, it's exactly. like... Yeah. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> can you say that on the radio? Yes, I can. Oh, it's, it's, the, oh, God. it's the internet, so I can say it. Um, <laughs> okay, then. Uh, Not actually broadcast. Yeah, okay. just, uh, just, don't, just don't mention it too many times. We won't get banned. Okay, then. Uh, all right, then. Number seven is The Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Now that that's a nice one because it works both as a Halloween movie and as a Christmas movie. Oh, that's classic. <laughs> Okay, and uh, no, actually, yeah, that's that's the thing I mentioned. I should I should, I should have mentioned. Yeah, you can actually watch it on Halloween, and then a couple of months later, you can actually get away watching it at Christmas. And uh, right. so last year, um, in two thousand thirteen, I went to Disneyland, and they had the um, they had the haunted mansion stuff, the, or the ride, the haunted mansion was all decked out with the Jack Skellington stuff from the Nightmare Before Christmas, and then they just keep it up. In uh, all the way through Christmas, so so it works really well for them because they can they can use it for both holidays, and mm. those holidays are so close to each other that they don't have to take it down and then put it back up. Yeah, mind you, it's kind of like uh, you know the uh, I mean, again, I'm sorry to keep going back to professional wrestling, but it's kind of like the road to WrestleMania, where basically it's kind of when you care about wrestling between January to 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 uh, to March. And then, uh, suppose you know, obviously it's like the Nightmare Before Christmas is kind of like you know the road to Christmas. So you watch it at Halloween, and then you watch it again at Christmas. So and you kind of watch it within those uh, within those uh, two time frames. So uh, it's uh, I don't like how it's so restricted though. But mind you, you can watch. There's no rule against this. So you can watch Nightmare Before Christmas any time of the year, I guess. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that seems more like a Christmas movie than Die Hard. If anybody said Die Hard, the last thing I would think of is Christmas movie. Hey, well, it's ranked over uh, Nightmare Before. Well, it's right. Die Hard's ranked. Sorry, Die Hard's ranked under uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. So I guess there is some justice in this world. There's some uh, justice. <laughs> I don't know about Christmas Story. I think that should have gone a little. Uh, that should have gone before Die Hard. Yeah. I don't think I've seen a mistletoe in Die Hard, and I, <laughs> I don't see. I don't think I see any mistletoe in that movie. Just missiles. Well, <laughs> 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 oh, okay, I can relate to that in some way. <laughs> okay, so uh, the next one is number six is the nineteen sixty movie movie The Apartment. The Apartment. Who's in that movie? Um, it is Jack Lemmon, uh, Shirley MacLaine, uh, Fred McMurray, and uh, Ray Walston. Mm, I don't think I've ever seen it before. Never seen it. I haven't seen it either. No, so that's well, that's number six apparently. So uh, we're, I might have heard of it. It sounds familiar, yeah. but and hmm. there's a Broadway musical based on it, though. Hmm. Okay, uh, number five is a st is the 1953 movie Star Lag 17. Wow! Again, I've never heard of that. Never heard. Of that. Uh, according to either. this, it's uh, 
It's a scene where a German POW camper, sometime during the mid-1940s, a Starlight 17 uh, exclusively populated by American sergeants, is uh, overseen overly sadistic, and you have to press the more button to see what else is there. Uh, I'm going to try to read more of the... Uh, so, I want to see if this is actually counts as a Christmas film, so I'm going to read through uh, some of the info. Okay, so basically it is uh, German POW camp, uh, yada, 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 yada. Uh, when two of the escapes, uh, Johnson and Manfrede, are shot down by dogs uh, by the Nazi, shot down like dogs by the Nazi guards, uh, Starlike 17, resident wise guy, Stefan, played by William Holden, uh, callously collects uh, the bets he placed on concerning the features. I'm going to look for see whereabouts it relates to Christmas. Um, so look, Starlight is much comedy, wartime melodrama, drama, yada yada yada. Looking through it, yeah, there's there's nothing really that relates to Christmas hmm. in this film. Yeah, Maybe it takes place around Christmas time, and that's that's oh, the only yeah. connection. I don't it's know. Like, it's a uh, it's number five in the top Christmas movies of uh, Rotten Tomatoes, and I don't in this in this uh, synopsis, I don't see one mention of Christmas. What's <laughs> <laughs> this list again? Rotten so, Tomatoes? I'm gonna, uh, let's have a look. It's, uh, I'm going to type in Christmas in, you know, in like the search box of Google Chrome? I'm just going to search uh, Christmas in this uh, in this synopsis. No, it, Christmas doesn't even get mentioned once in the synopsis of this film. Oh, my hmm. And yet it's... <laughs> it's a, uh, yet it's uh, Starlight 17, the 1953 film. It's number five, apparently, in Rotten Tomatoes' top uh, top ten uh, Christmas films. I guess it's just, like just it could be a I good guess movie, just take, but... I guess the season of the I, I guess it just uh, you know implies that it's Christmas. I don't think it says at all that it's Christmas at all. It's just maybe it's snowing in the movie. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> oh no, David, don't tell me he's suffering from Happy Holiday Syndrome, where basically maybe. oh no, oh no 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 no. Okay, then let's move on from that. Okay, this one's from 1940, so I'm not sure if anyone's ever heard of this. Uh, number four uh, Christmas movie is The Shop Around the Corner. I actually no, saw I that a couple of days mm. ago. Really? So, oh, so we have really? seen it this year. So, uh, yeah, it is uh, Is it, uh, directed by uh, Ernest uh, LaBush uh, from a smart, funny script uh, from Samson Raffleson. Uh, the Shop Around the Corner is a romantic comedy and the finest uh, sense of the term. So it's a it's a romantic film, but is it a Christmas film? That's the that's the thing. Well, James Stewart is in it. Um, well, James Stewart, yeah, so, he's in it, yeah. So, so, so I mean, it is like, a Christmas film, Magia. Um, basically, this film it takes place in Budapest, Hungary, I believe, and they're selling. It takes place around Christmas time, and they're talks about um let's see I'm trying to remember they were selling um they were called a store and they were selling products during Christmas time and then I know they were right it's basically um this movie's been remade a bunch of times and I think you may have heard of You Got Mail. Yeah this but, a, yeah. Yeah this that was actually a remake of this movie and this girl and this guy who worked together were pen pals, and he found he knew that it was her, but she didn't know it was him, and so he tried to go because they were supposed to go on a date and meet each other, and they couldn't because she didn't know she thought it was him. Hmm. In the end, though, he find they find out and they fall in love, and 
but it is a Christmas movie because it does take place during Christmas and does have Christmas themes to it. Would it, would you get away with it being a Valentine's movie? Um, it could. I don't know though. All the Christmas trees and stuff like that, I think, would kind of kill the mood of Valentine's. Yeah, Day. exactly. I guess it would. Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily. I don't think Valentine's Day is necessarily a cold holiday, unless you're alone. Uh, okay. Uh. <laughs> it's all full of chocolates. <laughs> Singles Appreciation Day. Sad. <laughs> okay. Uh, this uh, next one is uh, number three, and it is the 1942 film Holiday Inn. I mean, is there anything that's this side of the uh, the the 21st century mark? I don't know. It's just. I, I, <laughs> well, I let's that, see. I I, I've heard of that. I saw that movie in high school. Hmm. Apparently it's, and that it's, was 1942, uh, you said? 1942, yeah. Music by uh, Irving Berlin, songs by Berlin Cos- Crosby, uh, not Bill Cosby, uh, the, right, the right. Bling, Bling Crosby. Bling, yeah. Bing yeah, Cosby. He, uh, he and did quite a few really famous Christmas songs, or at least one famous Christmas song, I think. <laughs> he did a movie too, so uh, he can... Oh, yeah, 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 plenty of movies. Yeah. And surprisingly, this one has only hit number two, this next one, and it is the 1947 film Miracle on 34th Street. Oh, uh, that man. one, yeah. I, that I can definitely that see one. that. This is a movie I would never forget. <laughs> and so, sorry, this is the only number two. You know, you said you before, you said you were surprised that um, the uh, the Christmas story was only number 10. But uh, yeah, I'm, yeah. Su- I'm surprised this one only hit number two. Mind you, I guess putting Santa on trial, I guess that's. Uh, <laughs> I so guess you that's- this one should be number one then. Um, well, I could kind of understand why it's number two, but uh, mind you, this is the problem with. Christmas movie, isn't it? I mean, we've got really great movies from like It's a Wonderful Life up to uh, you know Frozen. So it's like you know, there's plenty of good Christmas movies to choose from. We're not, we're not, they're not in short supply. Can so, I guess what I think number one is? Um, tell you what, do you want me to? Uh, t- does everyone want to guess what number one is without yeah, looking? Wanna, by the I way, I want to guess before you say it. Yeah, uh-huh. can I guess before you say it? Yeah, go on. Everyone, take a guess what number one is. Okay, so I, you already said it. I think, um, I think It's a Wonderful Life is number one. Okay, uh, Jaya, what do you think is number one? I think it's either It's a Wonderful Life or Home Alone, but I doubt it's the second one. And uh, David, what do you think? Uh, oh, sorry, is it uh, Joshua? Josh. Sorry. Uh, um, I'm I'm thinking between It's a Miracle on 34th Street and we just uh, mentioned that one and Frozen. I, I don't know. I'm just Frozen. <laughs> frozen. Oh, I, don't, I, like, I don't think it's gonna be Frozen. I don't think would... so either. <laughs> it's just a, it's just a funny guess. That's all. Mind you, I mean, you wouldn't be surprised if Frozen was kind of like uh, in, I was actually I was actually quite surprised Frozen well, or any of the more modern uh, Christmas films weren't in the top ten because keep in mind Rotten Tomatoes has only it's not been going since 1930. So yeah. it's like obviously you know there'd be more people submitting reviews for the more modern films than there would be for the uh, the other films. So uh, so this ranking is not based on like how many people have seen the movie or something like that. It's based on. It's based on the reviews, right? As far as I'm aware, I think just <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes is just basically... Uh, well, mind you, if, if that's the case, then why are 1940s films turning up in this list? It's like, uh, so, uh, I mean, it's obviously... They must be doing it on some kind of ranking scale or whatever. Actually, I'll tell you what, actually, before I mention this other film, uh, keep this in mind. If you actually look at the reviews of some of these films, you have, uh, you know, the apartment that's uh, only made 93% in Northern Tomatoes uh, overall, and you've got The Nightmare Before Christmas that's behind it on 94%. So it's like, if it is based on ranking, then obviously it's not, it's not, uh, it's not right. So, uh, huh. yeah. 
Maybe it's just critical reviews from critics. I don't. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. Obviously, they must. They must have just come together like at some conf Christmas conference or whatever, and just said, "Yep, yeah, that, that's that's what we're gonna do." So uh, that's the. Ooh, a Christmas conference. I want to go to that. A Christmas conference. <laughs> I made that up, by the way. So. Uh. <laughs> I know. I know. It sounds like a great idea. <laughs> okay, so, so the number one uh, list on the Rotten Tomatoes website for the best Christmas movie is the 1946 film "It's a Wonderful Life." Oh, oh, I knew it. oh, yeah. I knew it. <laughs> I'm surprised that Home Alone isn't in that list somewhere, though. Um, tell you what, do you mean, shall we go through the rest of the list, or uh, I mean, uh, I won't rank them or anything. But, oh, that's uh, right, because there were a top, there was a top twenty five. Twenty five, yeah. So, but you know, Die Hard as number eight is, was it? <laughs> I, I can't. Uh, that's just I, ridiculous. <laughs> that is not. I'm not gonna let that go. It's just ridiculous. That Die Hard number eight, yeah. That um, what, what was the number ten again? Oh, a Christmas story. Yeah, is ranked lower than the Die Hard. Die Hard. <laughs> I don't see any snowball fights going on in Die Hard at all. It's just I know shooting it's, bullets. Chris, I mean, he gets his tongue stuck to the pole. He the, <laughs> it takes you through the whole the whole spectrum of what happens from like the beginning of December all the way through Christmas. It shows them ripping presents open on Christmas morning, and you know, he's got the bunny pajamas and everything, and I just, uh, yeah. I can't believe that Die Hard would rank above a Christmas it's story. Just, I, I just can't, I'm just Yeah, speechless. but keep in mind, just, David, you also get the magical Christmassy experience of watching Bruce Willis walk barefoot through broken glass. Oh, that's true. <laughs> uh, it wouldn't be Christmas without Will Bruce Willis walking through oh, broken oh, glass. Oh, that's, a, that's a wonderful Christmas to be stepping on glass and... Okay, that's gonna hurt. <laughs> okay, so well then, just just for laughs, we'll go through the we'll go through the rest of the twenty five, and uh, some of these I actually haven't heard of, so uh, you'll have to uh, actually there are actually some some quite surprises. Tell you what, we should have started from twenty five. I, I thought you know I didn't think we'd I thought just because uh, you know uh, I thought it would take up too much time just to go through, but if we're enjoying it, then I think we should just keep going. Okay, so let's do the let's do the bottom twenty five. So the bottom twenty five is uh, uh, so number twenty five, the twenty fifth most popular, or sorry, the twenty fifth best Christmas movie according to RottenTomatoes.com, dot com is the two thousand three version Bad Santa. That's it. Oh, I have not seen that, but I've heard of it. I've heard yep. it bad. I, yeah, <laughs> well, I've heard of it. <laughs> it's got seventy three eight percent in uh, Rotten Tomatoes, so it's considered fresh. But uh, I mean, looking at the huh. cover, it doesn't look good. It looks like your typical, you know, uh, you know, uh, you might as well put Santa movie on the top of it rather than Bad Santa. So, uh, I mean. <laughs> well, I guess I guess don't it. knock it till you try it. But I haven't. I guess. Okay, uh, number 24 is uh, the 1992 uh, movie Batman Returns. What? That's oh, Christmas? I, that's another one that I didn't realize was a Christmas movie. Yeah. I, right. Does it take place at Christmas? Like, it looks wintry, so it must... It takes, yeah. It takes place in Christmas, so uh, I imagine. So I guess you could say that somewhat passes the test, according to Rotten Tomatoes, and uh, whatever Windows Vista computer they were using to calculate this list. Um, okay, number four, uh, number twenty three is the nineteen forty eight film A Bishop's Wife. No, I've heard of that. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen Me it either. No. Okay, well that's number twenty three. Uh, number twenty two is this does not look Christmassy at all. It is the nineteen ninety two film A Midnight Clear. Well, that is a Christmas song. 
it came upon it been like clear and i don't remember how the rest of the song goes according to the, the first line of this is is it's an anti-war drama uh, set in the uh, adrian's forest in december of 1944 again it's another war movie hmm. i mean it oh, wasn't a good movie don't don't get me wrong. It's like it's not like I'm against war films or anything like that. But uh, I mean, I mean the the one war film I thought we would have seen by now is the uh, the one featuring the 1914 uh, uh, Christmas truce, where basically you know the the British and the Germans all come together and just have like this uh, Christmas celebration, and uh, you know before you know it all they all have to go back to war again and stuff like that. I thought somewhere down the line that would have come in. Like you know that should have even been in the top ten if that film existed. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Number 21 is the 1987 movie Lethal Weapon. Oh, Lethal Weapon. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm I can't just... believe all these movies that, you know, I didn't even realize that they're Christmas movies. I yeah. didn't even see it as Christmas. Like, there's, I don't see any Christmassy about it. Where's, where's the peace? Where's the love? I know. It's like, I all, think, all it is is blood know, and guts. Just because it's set during Christmas time, I don't think, I don't think it can <laughs> yeah. always be considered a Christmas movie. Yeah. Okay. Number twenty is the two thousand three version of Elf. Oh. oh okay. I, I love that. I, I'll I'll go for that one. I like. I I'm surprised that ranks. Slow Die Hard. Yeah, Elf should have been up there. I think that. No, that's the Will Ferrell one, right? Yes, yeah, the Will Ferrell yeah. one. Yeah. I love. Yeah, that's that's really popular. I'm surprised that it. It's what's number, its What's its rank? Number or, it's number rating? twenty. How much is it? Number twenty. No, I mean, um, oh, like it's the fresh uh, it's eighty four percent, eighty four percent. Yeah, so it's yeah, in the eighties for Rotten Tomatoes. Um, yeah, I mean, like Pixar, obviously, is like in the nineties and stuff like that, unless you uh, count Cast too. And uh, so that's kind of like your Pixar, kind of like your uh, you know your Oscar kind of your, like your nineties thing. Mind you, it's like even when uh, what's it called? Didn't uh, the Iron Lady win an Oscar? Yet it was like one of the like worst worst like uh, ranks. Uh, um, British films or whatever. I I, I don't <laughs> you know. know. That's why I, that's I, why don't I really know. pay attention to Rotten Tomatoes because it seems like all the movies that I really like are ranked so low. The percentage is so low. It's like, oh, if I paid attention to Rotten Tomatoes, I never would have seen this movie that I like. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, number 19 is, is the 1984 film Gremlins. I never saw oh, that as a Christmas movie. No. It's, I mean, just, it's, just a, it's just a funny but scary uh, movie with Howie Mandel voicing one of the Gremlins. Yeah, I mean, uh, n- uh, Nostalgia Critic talks, if, talks about it from time to time, but, uh, you know, I don't... Uh, yeah, I've not seen it myself, actually, so... Uh, wait, yeah. doesn't uh, Hulk Hogan have a cameo in that film or uh, or something or other? I, I, I Again, I don't know. Um, okay, the number 18 is the 1951 version of the many versions of A Christmas Carol. Oh... <laughs> Um, okay, so yeah, I can definitely buy that. Yeah, this one in particular for some strange reason, and uh, I don't think actually uh, I'll see if we see it again. Obviously, we got another couple to go, so. Uh, you know what my very favorite version of the Christmas Carol is? It's um, the Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh yeah, right. well, the nostalgia critic said the weak point of that film was actually the Scrooge himself. Uh, yeah, because yeah. there was no. <laughs> I, you know who should have been the Muppet is those guys who always sit up in the balcony and complain about everything. Well, <laughs> yeah, they, 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 they were the, they were the Marley brothers, weren't they? So uh, yeah, yeah, hmm. that was quite strange. I, mean, uh, I don't know. Um, okay, the number seventeen is the rare exploit: A Christmas Tale of two thousand ten. Never seen it. Rare exploit? No. 
Apparently, it's uh, it's the eve of Christmas in Northern Finland. I mean, uh, obviously, we're in Europe again. I mean, I just want to apologize to all the Americans out there. I know we send actors overseas to your country to rob all your Oscars and, uh, you know, obviously to... And obviously, of most of, you know, uh, some of your major uh, angles are obviously based in uh, uh, in Europe, like, uh, you know, the girl with the dragon tattoo and things like right. that. So uh, I just want to take this opportunity to apologize to America <laughs> for uh, stealing all your creativity. Um, oh, my goodness. I don't even know how to pronounce this one. Uh, the number 16, uh, one at number 16 is Un Conte de Noel, uh, A Christmas Tale of 2008. And, uh, I'm trying to think. I think it's a Spanish film. I think. Well, it sounds like it would be French because Noel is French. Un Conte de Noel, maybe it is French. It is, uh, a sharp black comedy about a chaotic family holiday gathering. A Christmas Tale is, uh, always involving, thanks to an impressive, uh, assembled cast, and that was in 2008, uh, so uh, yeah, maybe it's a foreign film, I guess. And uh, that's in uh, mind you, as uh, it didn't say, you know, uh, best American Christmas films or best British Christmas films. So uh, I guess it counts. Uh, number 15, uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. That no, I have sound... heard of that. I have heard of that one. The I'd... titles, yeah. I've never heard. I've never heard of it, but the title sounds a little uh, too. Uh, let's see, kind of yeah. like. Subliminal message. <laughs> <laughs> it stars uh, Mary Castro, Robert Downey Jr., and Bill Kilmer and Michelle Monaghan. Uh, from the looks of it, so and it's a murder mystery. Uh, bringing together yeah, I've heard of it. I haven't seen it though. Wait a second. This can't be a. Uh, no, no. I mean, I'm close <laughs> to. I'm close to stopping at the moment. I really am. Um, number fourteen is in Bruges. And I've seen that film. It doesn't feel Christmassy at all. Uh, critics just don't have a sense of peace. We're moving on. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, number 13 is The Miracle of Morgan's Creek, a 1944 film. So another 40s film. I haven't no, seen, I haven't it. seen that one either. No. Me neither. Number 12 is uh, the 1983 film Trading Places. No, I haven't seen that. No. It, has, no. it, stars Eddie, it stars Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd. And it's his, uh, like, Free Stooges comedy uh, based on... It doesn't look huh. Christmassy at all. It just doesn't. Oh, it sound like it. And finally, we finish off before we end up with the top ten of uh, stuff. <laughs> so I'm hoping it's Home Alone. This is, so, so, you know, they should rename this list. It should be... Uh, I would name it the top 25 films with snow in it. That's what I'd rename <laughs> it. The top 25 films, top 25 films with snow with in it. Christmas. <laughs> Okay, or so, not. I don't know. <laughs> uh, it, so this next one is the uh, the 2003 film Tokyo Godfathers, which is an animated Japanese anime film uh, starring uh, your pretty much uh, anime character number one, two, and three. Now, uh, I'm really surprised that Home Alone is nowhere on that list. Home Alone is nowhere to be seen. I can't what? believe oh. that. What is up with that? Yeah. I mean, what are they? I mean... What are these people not to put Home Alone on a top 25 list? I, re I really thought Frozen would have made that list, to be quite honest with you. I really thought, you know, I'm trying to think, what what other Christmas films are currently missing from there? And Die Hard, why is that even... I, I can't let Because don't go. you know, it takes place in Christmas, sorry, so obviously it makes a Christmas list seriously. <laughs> oh <laughs> my we goodness. We all love Bruce Willis, but what does he have to do with Christmas? <laughs> 
somewhere. Has he actually starred in it? Oh, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait a minute. I just remembered now. He starred in... Bruce Willis starred in a Christmas film. It was... Uh, what should we call it? It was like that snowman. Uh, he turned oh, into a snowman. Yeah, you're right. Jack Frost. Jack Frost, yeah. No, that, that, that was, How's uh, that not on the list? No, it's not oh, on the list. But Die Hard is. Schwarzenegger jingle all the way. Uh, that, that was, uh, I think Michael Keaton was the guy in Jack Frost. I think that was him. Oh, you know what? I think you're right. That was Michael Keaton. That was yeah. Michael Michael Keaton. Yeah. I thought. Oh, I thought it was Bruce Willis. What? No, it was Michael Keaton. Oh, uh, okay. Then obviously I'm talking nonsense again. Um, I really got to stop doing that for one of future as a radio presenter. Um, so, so yeah, that's uh, that's that done, and uh, I'm very well. It's like I'm I'm really lost for words really with that list. There was barely any. Well, there was like one or two like nods to Christmas, and then there was just basically. <laughs> Um, I think Rotten Tomatoes really needs to take a look and uh, see what went wrong. And uh, you know, it's uh, I think so, at least the guy who I tell you, I, you know what happened? The probably you know the I'm not sure if you heard of internships at uh, uh-huh. businesses. They probably felt sorry for the intern making cups of coffee the entire time for all the stuff. So maybe they decided to just let him do the list, and maybe he just put in whatever <laughs> he wanted. So oh, uh, he needs to stick to making coffee because that mm. was not a good list. No, that was not. A good... <laughs> no, it wasn't. No, it I'm, wasn't. I'm pretty happy that um, that the number one spot was was what it was. It's, it's wonderful, wonderful life, life but yeah. the only um... thing that makes sense. <laughs> oh, good grief! Okay, tell you what, there was. Uh, I mean, I had another list of actually of Christmas of what I, but you know, I actually was going to compare lists of basically what was on TV to basically the uh, robot to. The, Robot Chicken, uh, to the Rotten Tomatoes list, and uh, so here's some other films that, but you know, uh, putting that list to one side, you know, here's some, you know, the TV executives they decide, okay, then we're going to decide what, uh, you know, Christmas films we're going to put on, you know, obviously for the month of December. So uh, there's five here which I really don't understand ended up in the in in the schedule, and these were actually were shown and I actually watched them. So, the first one, which I don't understand, which ended up in the Christmas schedule for TV channels, was Shark Tale with Will Smith. I've seen that Mm. movie. It's not a Christmas movie, though. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not a Christmas movie. There's a theme here. Um, Okay, so, and then there's uh, the other one I saw at Christmas, for some strange reason, was Back to the Future. What? Back to the Future. Yeah, so... so, I mean... I mean, it did explain. Um, I mean, there was a part where it says, "Go, let's go back to Jesus' birth, December twenty fifth, zero 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 zero." And that's the only that's the only thing that I can relate to for Christmas. It was winter, I think, before they went back in time. It was. It was actually fall. <laughs> oh, was it? Yeah, I thought it I fall. remember ice. It's been a while since I've well, seen that movie. Uh, there was some ice, but it's, uh, you know that's normal for fall sometimes. Mm. Oh yeah, I guess I guess depending on where you live, there could be ice and fall. Yeah. Okay. The uh, the next one I've got in the list is Shrek Two, which is understandable, you know, mm-hmm. obviously because it's a family film, so you can understand why Shrek Two is in there. And also, it's the best of the, uh, in my opinion, it's the best of the Shrek films. Yes, yeah. it has Julie Andrews in it, and I, I didn't. Uh, she was she's one great actress. Mm. <laughs> uh, the next one is Toy Story, which again is understandable, but tell you what, I mean, in the last episode, in the last like scene. Of Toy That's, Story, obviously it's Christmas, so yeah. yeah, that counts as a Christmas film in my opinion. So uh, okay, yeah, that, that, that totally makes sense. The end of it is just a Christmas, like a Christmas scene, and I loved it. Yeah, 
But one thing they didn't do is they showed Toy Story, but they didn't show Toy Story 2 or Toy Story 3. I didn't see it up in the schedule, so... Uh, yeah. I mean, maybe it was somewhere, somewhere, and probably wasn't looking hard enough, but... Uh, anyway. Uh, and then the final one, which I didn't understand, which is uh, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. Uh, there was... There was... Uh, I mean, there was no Christmas... No spoilers, I still haven't seen that. You saw... Oh, okay, then. You really? <laughs> I haven't, haven't seen, seen any seen of the that. Harry Potter oh. movies. How? <laughs> you need to live. You need to live, man. You need to live. I know. <laughs> I need to, I need I to like get with it. Like I'm waiting for it to come out on Netflix. But I feel like, like you're being sheltered. If any of the Harry Potter movies would have had, like, not trying to spoil anything, a Christmas thing, it would be the Sorcerer's Stone out of any of them. That's the only thing with the Christmas spirit. Mm. Yeah, that was the only movie with the Christmas, the only one of the movies with the Christmas spirit feeling inside. Oh, yeah. Anyway, Christmas presents. Uh, what do everyone get for Christmas? Well, I just, I just, uh, I already told you mine. The two Bill O'Reilly books. I also, uh, what I didn't tell you was I had a bag of M and M's. A bag of oh M and M's. Yeah, and uh, I also had two fruits, an apple and an orange, in my stocking. Hmm. And uh, I got, I mean, I, I guess I spoiled myself uh, for Christmas pretty much. Uh, I got myself an Xbox One. And uh, then, uh, actually, uh, this is actually really cool because uh, my granddad uh, decided to get a new TV. He decided he wanted like one of those 4K televisions instead of the HD TV he had. So I I uh, drove over uh, to his house uh, before Christmas, and uh, basically we got it all sorted out. And uh, this is the thing, though: this TV was supposed to do 3D, and uh, but they so they delivered the TV, but hadn't bothered to include the glasses. So basically, he had a 3D TV he couldn't use. So we had to march over to the store and basically wait there for an hour, basically just to get some glasses. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, no. Yeah, but he got him in. The, he got him in the end. So uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty happy about that. And uh, but mind you, uh, for, for all that effort, you know, he uh, also we got some refunds back because the, you know, have you ever seen those monster cables that you get for TVs? And uh, basically, they're like obscenely, insanely expensive. Uh, basically, and oh. yeah, yeah, <laughs> never seen them. Yeah, basically, you don't need them. If you're buying a HDMI cable, and uh, basically, and let me explain the science behind this, because obviously I'm a, like a, I'm a technician. HDMI, for those of you who do not know, is uh, a digital signal. And therefore, basically, it only relies on the fact that basically there's a piece of metal touching one side of the, uh, of the device, touching and going up into the TV or into the monitor. So basically, as long as basically there is, a, there is like uh, uh, that cable... Is just connecting up. It, it, it's going to be perfectly fine. It doesn't need any like shielding or anything like that. It's kind of like saying you want, you know, you need 24 karat gold uh, network cables. You don't. So uh, I mean, if, and uh, so that's your public service announcement for there. So if you go into a store and they try and sell you a uh, HDMI cable for at least over like twenty dollars or something like that, tell them to get lost and basically get <laughs> go go on Amazon, buy yourself like a HDMI cable from like for like five dollars on it on Amazon or whatever and just do that instead. Don't let just them rip you off with of those rip. Tell them to cables. go kiss a girl or something. How about <laughs> and just keep your twenty bucks. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, that's uh, so we basically we got the refund for that. But mind you, the uh, continuing on with the story. Uh, so he's now got this TV, and uh, he's but now he's got this other big TV, which uh, he doesn't, uh, uh, which he doesn't need anymore. And would you believe it? He gave it to me. So oh wow! I, 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 wow. I, so in my bedroom at the moment, I've got this massive TV with an Xbox One 
and I've just I I couldn't believe my luck. You know, it was uh, it was amazing. So uh, that was it a, is. that was a that was a really great Christmas present for me, and uh, you know, so I'm really grateful for all like all my family and stuff like that for. Uh, caring that much and uh, and stuff so uh, and uh, you know it's like you know all the hard work you do for them as well you know I do like all the IT and stuff so I make sure that they're all like alright on the computer and everything like that so uh, pretty glad to know that all that's paid off so uh, pretty happy at the moment so yeah hmm. uh, Ajay what do you get for Christmas? Um, I got an iPod Nano and a Nintendo 2DS with Pokemon X pre-installed and I got a couple of Studio Ghibli movies. Cool. So I'm are you, really excited about that. Yeah. So you always a Nintendo Wii U with a with Pokemon built inside? It's Nintendo two DS. Three DS. Oh okay then that's yeah. So what they come so what you see I mean I've got to be honest, I only I still have my First DS, I never went to the 3DS. I mean, can you get them now where um, you know you can like download the games rather than basically like playing them on the like on the on the cards and stuff? Or I'm not sure if you can download them, but I know you can get either the 2DS or the 3DS with one of the games pre-installed. And what's cool about the 2DS and 3DS is that you can play games, the same set of games on both of them it's just one of them is just in 3d and the others in 2d hmm, cool so i mean is the 3d on the 3ds i mean i've seen i've seen it myself and it is impressive but does it get i mean does it uh, like uh, i mean does it tie your eyes out from time to time or uh... well i got the 2ds one oh so. i see yeah see okay then so. but it is more dynamic than the ds that i originally had so i mm. like that oh yeah, that's cool well, it sounds like we got all what we got we wanted, and then some. So, uh, seem uh, seem pretty good. Okay, tell you what, then it's been uh, trying to think how long we've been going for. Now we're going for like uh, an hour and thirty minutes. So, so I think we'll wrap up there. So, uh, I mean, uh, what are we all hoping for in twenty fifteen? I'm, uh, I think I'm hoping for uh, you know a better year. Like uh, I'm, I'm job searching right now, and I'm hoping to find. And I'm also in my fourth year of college. I hope I find a really good job sometime before I graduate, before I, uh, you know, before I finish school at least. And I'm hoping to, at least, you know, I, I, I'm hoping to study a little, you know, get better grades. Yeah, I, I think everyone would want that if they're for a New Year's resolution in college. But yeah, get better grades, study more, and you know, just uh, be a good person to everyone, better person. Mm. And uh, what about you, Joshua? Are you. Uh, that's a yeah. That's I just, uh, yeah. What about you, David? Are you uh, going to be? <laughs> um, what am I hoping for in 2050? I. I don't know. I. I mean, New Year's resolutions are always really hard for me to make because I. I just I don't know. I I never really liked the process of making a New Year's resolution. Um, I don't know, maybe it just yeah. involves too much self-reflection or something like that, but, um, I don't know, I, I guess, I guess, you know, since, since we're all Hey Arnold fans here, I guess I can say that I, I'm hoping to hear some really good news, but, uh, we um, all are, yeah. I think we all are. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I know, like, this time around, you know, uh, Craig says, you know, he feels very hopeful, and at the same time I do, so, uh, it's, uh going to be very interesting over the next uh, 
couple of months and uh, maybe even maybe maybe towards the end of the end of 2015 where we're going to be and uh, i mean the hope that i would uh, would like to see at uh, the least is that sky is skyrocket basically gets green lighted because at least then it looks like they're uh, you know obviously craig ballard's got uh, kind of like a you know a, a, a like something basically to put down on the table and then after yeah. that he can uh, yeah. mind, mind you i think we'll probably have uh, if that were to be the case i mean obviously i've not got a crystal ball so basically don't Call, call me on this, but uh, you know, maybe a couple of seasons of Sky Rat, then we get Hey Arnold back, and then obviously we move towards you know where there being the uh, the Jungle movie, so where there's uh, it could fall into that, into that, into that, uh, into that way. So, or maybe maybe it would happen at the same time where you have Hey Arnold and Sky. Rat. I don't I, know. Like you said, there's no crystal ball yet. So yeah, I don't right. know. Because <laughs> keep in mind, you know, Craig still does stuff for PBS as well, so it'd be pretty. I mean, I could I couldn't imagine uh, juggling uh, what three or four things at once. So uh, I mean, unless you know Nickelodeon, you know, I think unless Nickelodeon side, you know, yeah, we're going to pay you a lot more money if you exclusively work for us, and then you know, obviously, Dinosaur Train asks people to one side and stuff like that. So uh, I mean, it really depends on how you know. It's all politics at the end of the, at the, end of the day as well. So. Uh, which this show is supposedly supposed to be about. So, uh, but so we just spent the entire day <laughs> talking about uh, Christmas movies. So, uh, which I like, you know. It's, uh, I mean, I do like talking about politics from time to, you know. Obviously, I like talking about politics on this show and uh, you know telling people about basically what's going on and uh, you know. Obviously, we've got a general election coming up in 2015, so I'm hopeful that uh, you know we'll get something pretty positive out of that. But. Uh, um, you know, it's uh, at the end of the day. You know, hey, Arnold fans have been really great to me, and uh, you know, I really want to talk about you know what what's going on in their lives and uh, how basically their campaigns going. Because obviously, you know, at the same time, you know, they pay that back by listening to me. So uh, it's uh, it's really it's a really nice trade off. Yeah. Mm. Yep, it is. Yeah. And with that, I think we're done. So. Uh, Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to the show. Uh, Ajaya, David, Joshua, thank you very much for coming on. It's uh, really cool. And we've got to do this again sometime because... Uh, yeah, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It was fun. Absolutely. Tell you what, I mean, I've uh, got... I mean, I said to uh, Brittany, who uh, um, she said she's going to appear on a future show. So one thing I'd really like to do is, like, uh, I'd like to, like, have a one-off show, like, a month, basically. Like, kind of, like, uh, I kind of tentatively called it Aaron and Friends. And basically, just basically have people on the show just to basically just talk about stuff, about what's going on in uh, their lives, and basically what they found on the web and things like that. So, uh, and obviously, hopefully, we'll have it a bit more uh, positive then. Obviously, uh, talking about uh, you know people who have uh, sadly passed on, but are worth noting. So, uh, I mean, hopefully, right. we'll have getting a bit more positive than that. So, uh, cool. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. So from uh, okay, guys, I'll let you go and I'll uh, wrap up the show. So thank you very much for coming on. Thank you. Yeah. For thanks for us having on. us. Thanks for yeah. having us. Thank See you later, guys. Okay, bye. Bye. Okay, so uh, that was uh, the last show of 2014. We move on to 2015, and uh, we've got a lot, to look, lot, lots of sorry, we've got a lot to look forward to. So when I can uh, untie my tongue. So uh, thank you very much for listening through 2014. Thank you very much for uh, following me on Twitter. If you are, it's twittercom show. You can follow me on Facebook as well, facebook.com forward slash Aaron Meta as well. And uh, or you can search, it's Aaron Meta Show, I think it's for Facebook, yeah. Facebook.com forward slash Aaron Meta Show. And Mixcloud is the one that's Aaron Meta, so it's mixcloud.com 
forward slash Aaron Meta. You can find me on Stitcher. You can find me on Player FM. You can also find me on iTunes as well if you search for me. So, and uh, also, uh, I do have a Tumblr, but with the Tumblr, I'm still kind of just uh, messing around with it at the moment. So, uh, no, not much point following Tumblr as of yet. So, uh, I'll let you know when Tumblr becomes a big player in all of this. But uh, the last thing I really want to say to all of you is uh, Happy New Year. Thank you very much for checking out the show, and I will see you in 2015.